Hey. Hello. Welcome to Still No Plan. Uh, I'm Jordan Granger. And I'm Autumn Webb. And I just botched the intro. <laughs> I feel like it really is a fitting intro, though, because I mean, what is authenticity except if it's not Still No Plan podcast girlies not planning their intro? <laughs> Well, I thought we'd just been trying to be better out about being like, hey, I'm Autumn and like, welcome to Still No well, Plan. And I, I just didn't do that at all. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's okay. The bar is so low and I just still like didn't even need it. <laughs> didn't need it. <laughs> it's just brand alignment. It's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we have a cute little episode for everyone today. We were inspired to go. It's actually, I was thinking about it and Autumn and I are both basically halfway through our 20s. And so it's kind of a cute time to do this. I know it is really weird that that is a true statement. Um, Because I was like, we are not qualified to talk about advice in your 20s. And I was like, we've been through like half of our 20s. And I'm sure I'll change and learn and grow a lot more in the second half too. But like, I think it's almost like a checkpoint. So we searched best 20s advice. And we are going to comment on the first top search result um it's from in business insider and it's the article is titled 17 things to start doing in your 20s so you don't live to regret in your 40s and we're gonna chat through like just kind of this general life advice what we think about it if we think it's true if we have like contingencies on it um and yeah share our thoughts mm-hmm. i'm excited and you saying that we're halfway through our 20s is scary but then I sometimes I think about age and it freaks me out but then I'm like I've only been like a conscious human for like less than 10 years for sure and so then I am comforted by time because I've only been alive for 10 years really <laughs> like making decisions and like being and even right now my brain is like just fully forming so I'm like just now starting to make good decisions or better decisions mm-hmm. so we're just like babies it's fine like like we are just now setting up our life for what it's actually going to be like you know what I mean like nothing has been I mean obviously there everything leads to this moment but like we like we're in high school just like following we lived where our parents were and then we went to college and like then you leave college and then you like get your first job but like I feel like now we're like okay now it's like time to work in the industry that you want to work in or like whatever it is just kind of like we're just at the very beginning of like setting seeds down for what the future of like think about our parents you like can't, I mean your parents are so much younger but you can't really think about them as anything but parents and they had like a whole life before they became parents and we aren't even parents yet so there's like you know like we have so much I don't know I always think about that but yeah it is really really weird that we're halfway through our 20s I know my mom was telling my middle brother like over the weekend that whenever I when I was younger in high school and like would do stupid shit that my number one argument was always I'm sorry she was like how could you have not like thought about this how could you have done this and my answer would always be I'm sorry my prefrontal cortex is not developed I cannot make these decisions properly (laughs) I cannot accurately think through because I learned that in like AP psych so that was mm-hmm. instantly like my go-to for everything and she was like the amount of times I wanted to smack you when you said that <laughs> like she's like that was like it ignited like a fire in my body when you would say that to me 
That's like, hey, so funny. But now it's basically it's formed. True. And now we can have discussions and I listen <laughs> to your advice. And now I like care about your opinion where maybe before I just didn't. And so I'm like, but now there has been a shift in my brain and we are getting to that, to that point. Absolutely. And also psychologists are wanting to move the adolescence age to end at 25 oh. now because of brain development stuff. So we're still little babies. If that makes Yeah, I do feel, feel like... <laughs> 20 to 25 is like different than like 25 on so we're not Mm -hmm. 25 on and it's also I feel like you and I are both young for our grade and so we like grew up Mm -hmm. being young so like getting older I'm like no I'm just a baby like I am not old I am only little teensy (laughs) I'm the youngest in the house (laughs) I know and then I'm like oh no I still like age like that doesn't apply anyway yeah, so let's just get right on into this advice. Um, scrolling through the article. Okay, are we ready? I'm ready. The first one is learn to accept and love yourself first. So I have some thoughts. First of all, I think this is vague, which I kind of hate the vagueness here. And if you're interested in knowing where me and Jordan are personally and coming to terms, learning to love ourselves, we did a whole episode on that. And I think this is like a constant work in progress. And to say that, I guess this article is things to start doing in your twenties. So I think it is a good starting point, but I don't think you're ever going to like fully just hundred percent love everything about yourself. I don't know. I think it's a constant work in progress. I, I did after like reading the quote more though, it talks about um, self-compassion. And I do really think that is something to that I've been really beginning to work on recently in therapy. Uh, my therapist was like, you should learn self-compassion or we should really practice that. And I'm like, how? Like, I don't know where to start. And she's like, because basically when I have negative emotions or I'm going through hard times, I just try to like escape the bad feeling as quickly as possible, which I'm sure a lot of people resonate with. And so she was like, did you practice self-compassion in that moment of hardness? And I was like, no, I told myself I was a stupid bitch and then I should figure it out. (laughs) And she's like, okay. So she gave me this whole printout of like steps for how to learn self-compassion. And we could talk more about this later too, but the three steps are one, acknowledge that you're in a moment of suffering. So like validate your own feelings. Personally, I have an easy time validating other people's feelings all around me. I'm like, you're right. That's so hard or that's so tough. But for me, I struggle with that. So number one is just saying, okay, I am suffering now. And number two, acknowledge that suffering is a part of life and you're not alone in that. Like every human in the world will suffer. So you can at least have comfort in knowing you're not alone there. And three, then you turn the conversation to like, may I be kind to myself or what do I need to hear right now to express kindness to myself? And I've been starting to do this and it feels very robotic and forced right now, but like it's a step, at least, you know, kind of fake it till you make it. So I'm faking it till I make it with self-compassion. And, and I, I think it's a good, a good start here. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I feel like, so I feel like the thing that I don't like about the way that this is phrased is that it says, learn to accept and love yourself first. And we've talked about this before, but I feel like there is so much pressure and narrative to not be in a relationship in your twenties because you need to be single to grow into the person that you need to be. And I just really have struggled with that. And it's caused a lot of relationship anxiety for me and problems in like my very healthy, successful relationship that I love and like want to continue. 
And so I think that's like my one qualm with this one is that it's like, I feel like it's just kind of making that hint at like be a single queen and like slay, which like is totally fine. But I don't think you need to leave a relationship or not be like, I don't know, like be completely independent in order to grow individually. And so that's my only qualm. Otherwise, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Like, it's so important to figure this out. I also think it's important to like learn to not be influenced by the pack. I feel like in high school and college, you're so influenced by the people around you. You're really focused on assimilating and becoming like, you're just kind of like your survival, which is this like human psychological thing is like your survival is based on the acceptance of the group. And in order to be accepted into the group, you have to conform to the group's expectations of you. And I think that's so strong in high school and then a little bit less in college, but still pretty strong in college. And so I feel like your 20s are a time where you can separate from that and be like, who am I as an individual? Like, what communities do I want to be a part of now that I'm picking entirely on my own? Like, who, whose opinions do I care about and whose can I, like, kind of not worry about? And most importantly, like, how can I love myself the most? Like, how can I make sure I'm picking myself when I'm thinking about what I want to be doing or how I want to be spending my time? So, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the big, I feel like the big reason this is coming up in this article is like, it is a time where you're kind of independent and alone and you can figure out where you fit in instead of just like being naturally in a community. Mm -hmm. I like the caveat of like, you can learn to love yourself in a relationship or (laughs) you don't need to like do that first. I think people equate like learning to love yourself or like needing to be single. I think the needing to be single part comes from like, if you want someone to complete you or to make you whole, then that's a problem. But like, you can still be like figuring out what makes you, you and who you are and how you want to be in the world and show up in the world while you're with someone else. I mean, me and you are doing that. I think also your second half of your answer kind of bleeds perfectly into the second one, which is learning to say no with confidence and saying bye to people pleasing and putting yourself first. And I like this one. I was listening to this book that I recommended to you called 4,000 weeks, which is just about like, it's called time management for mortals. And they talk a lot about this concept of leaning into like the joy of missing out instead of the fear of missing out because to do anything or you're going to have to say no to other things. And so learning what matters to you and what you want to spend your time doing and what you want to say no to that is probably, I feel like that's the first step. Like, how, what do I want to do? <laughs> what do I not yeah. want to spend my time doing? Like, that yeah, about be- everything else. And being able to say no, I mean, like you said, is like the first step to anything. Like you, once you start setting your own boundaries, the world is your oyster. <laughs> like, and I think people don't realize, especially women, how much we like don't say no and how much we accommodate. And, and so, yeah, I think, this has been a huge thing in my twenties and like even at work, like just learning how to be confident and like, no, my time is valuable and I am still going to be protective of my workload and my mental health in the workspace. Like it's really easy to roll over and people please, especially as early in career. So I think that is a huge thing there. And then, yeah, I think getting over FOMO is like the other part of that because I like that JOMO, the joy I'm missing out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think learning to say no in career is something that I'm coming to face with now. Like, 
being young in career and being someone who wants to be promoted and like work your way up and learn, it quickly turns to getting taken advantage of and quickly turns to like, well, Autumn always says yes. So we'll give this to her. We'll give that to her. She's doing all of it. Great. So we're going to keep doing that. Like, and that happened to me on Amazon. It happened to me now. And so I think just being cognizant of if you're saying yes to these projects, like how many can you realistically take on? How many feels good for you? Do you want these projects? Like, is there a payoff timeline for you? Just really being, being mindful of, of what you say yes to in the workplace, which and like every, all of these, I'm like, we could do a whole fucking 30 minutes yeah. on this. Like- oh yeah. And I think, I mean, like comment on our stories or DM us if there's like specific ones that you love, I think we're going to post about them, but like, let us know if there's stuff you want to go into more, but yeah, I think you set the standard for yourself early in career and like, don't overpromise and don't, don't set boundaries that you don't want to maintain. Like, I think that's huge. I have friends at work who are like, yeah, I used to be like, oh, I'd respond on weekends. Like I would respond at any time, no matter who emailed me. And now like, that's my expectation. And if I'm doing any less than that, people feel like I'm slacking, even though that's not the expectation for other people. And so like, you have some control in that regard to like set your own boundaries and, you know, do what's right for you. And people will, people will listen in the beginning. Like that'll, that'll set the base. So like, take that important, take that seriously. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. The next one is take more risks, which I feel like is very relevant to you right now. But I mean, yeah, I think your twenties really is a lot of time for like exploring and understanding who you are and what you want to be and do and your values and morals and things that excite you. And I think it's one of those times, like you don't have kids you have a job. So you have like some level of financial independence. There's some level of security and independence that you've never had before. And if you're planning on having children, like you're likely not going to really have it again until your kids are like gone. And so it is honestly the only time in your life that you can like do these fuck it trips and like do whatever you want realistically. Like I know it feels like you can't just do whatever you want all this time in your twenties, but like when you really look at the grand scheme of things, it's the only time you can truly do whatever you want. So like definitely take advantage of that. Yeah. And it's funny because this is something that I always like encourage Sean about because, you know, he's on this like more entrepreneurial path and he it's like, there's no certainty that it's going to scale to what he wants and like end up being what he wants. But I'm always like, now is the time because, you know, in 10 years from now, what we have a mortgage and kids like we at that point, we need stability. At that point, you can't take these risks. And it's funny when I was first looking at the article, the picture they have is like someone skydiving. And so I read it and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why do we have to go skydiving? Why do we have to? Yeah. But then I read the whole snippet and I was like, okay, I do agree with this, like not letting fear consume your life, because I think. That's what I have done in my, in my like career and educational experience. I've always just done like the smart thing. Like I didn't pursue acting or performing because it was the, it was not the smart thing. And like, you know, when COVID hit, I just got a job immediately because I was like, this is the smart thing. Instead of just, maybe I waited a little bit longer, it would have turned out better. And so that's, this is actively something that I'm working on with this, like, you know, taking risk, but calculated risk. We don't need, we don't need to be saying like, fuck it to everything, but like we can lean into the scary, but having like 60 or 70% confidence that it's going to work out. And like, 
that's enough because you're never going to have like a hundred percent do this or, and you'll be successful. Yeah. Or confidence that if it fails, you'll be fine. I think that's like another part of it. Like you can absolutely fail things in your twenties. And if you try to like, if you're mitigating only for success, you're not going to do things. So like, yeah, take calculated risks, but also know that take risks that also could involve failure that you would end up being fine if you fail, if you fail. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's like big for entrepreneurial journeys, especially in your twenties. It's like, it's fine. You're still getting life skills, which is what work like corporate workers are doing in their twenties. You're still learning a lot. And so like, if you have to jump ship and go get something else, you're still like qualified. Um, the next one is conquer your fears, which I think we can kind of skip because it's the same thing in my yeah. opinion. Do you have comments? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, no. <laughs> cool. Didn't even write it down. We my said notes. <laughs> Um, the next one is turn your weaknesses into strengths, which I have thoughts on. We've talked before about the obstacle is the way. And I think there is some value in pushing yourself beyond the boundaries of what you think you are going to be good at or what you think are your like, what gives you discomfort, like leaning into that. There's definitely value there for your life. But and this is advice that I give like girls that I mentor at Microsoft. I don't think you need to pursue things that you don't enjoy or don't want to make a part of your life just for the sake of doing it. So like, for example, I'm in a rotation program or I was in at Microsoft and like, I always love external marketing. Like I want to do storytelling and I want to talk to consumers and like, that's what I care about. And the program is an amazing program, but like they kind of want you to do two very different things. So they were encouraging me in my second year to do something that's like more finance, business planning based. And I was just like, that that's not calling to me. And at no point in my life do I want to, like, why would I want to build up skills for jobs that I don't want to have? Like, I don't, I don't need to be successful in business planning because I don't want to be a business planner. <laughs> like, I don't need to spend my time building up these skills just to be like, well, I have a little bit of base knowledge in business planning. And so I think like, you know, recognize weaknesses, lean into things that are like weaknesses are barriers, but also like lean into your strengths and like find the things that are interesting to you and like make those things really strong and way better. Because I feel like you're, you're more, likely to be successful if you like niche down and are like an expert or super strong in like your one thing even if you're doing an entrepreneurial thing like you just got to be like strong at your thing and so like figure out what your thing is and do that I don't think you need to like I don't know try to become great at finance when you hate finance yeah I actually wrote the same thing I said I don't (laughs) agree with this one at all really I think I don't think it's productive or efficient or a good use of time to hyper fixate on like strengthening weaknesses. I think it's much a much better use of your energy, making your strengths like superpowers, making the things that you mm-hmm. are good at so amazing that, you know, maybe you have typos in you in your emails and you're kind of you move too quickly on certain things and like, but like no one really cares because you're so good at what you do that like those smaller weaknesses are kind of just like they're easy to overlook I think yeah when you're talking about like resistance 
I don't, I don't think we mean like do something that you don't want to do at all. I mean, like, you know, I like working out. I do some days I don't want to though, mm-hmm. but I still push through the resistance. Cause I know that like what my values are and who I want to be in the world, moving my body and treating my body well is one of those values. And so yeah. again, I think this turning weaknesses into strengths comes back to like, what, what values are important to you? Like what strengths are important to you in those values? So yes, there's resistance, but it doesn't mean that like for someone like you hate business, like why would you learn about it? Like, yeah, you know, there's, there's certain, uh, like things that don't connect there. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not just like do things that are shitty just because do mm-hmm. things that are shitty that matter to you because they matter to you. Yeah. Um, I think the next one is negotiate with politeness, p- politeness, which I wrote, I'm going to have to say no here, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think the reason I'm saying no is because politeness has a connotation that yeah. I don't think is necessary in negotiating. Politeness has a connotation with nice and soft and gentle. And I think especially as women we're conditioned to be too nice, to be too mm-hmm. polite. Like when, I don't know, it's expected of me now at work to be like smiley and happy. And if I come in and I'm just like baseline, like not smiley and happy, people are like, what's wrong? And I'm like, why can't I, like, I just have to be above and beyond nice now at this point. And, and I'm like, I don't think, I don't think nice is a key skill in negotiation, especially when you're a woman. Like, mm-hmm. I think you need to come off a bit more. Like respectful is a good and word. Yes. But polite is, yeah, totally. It's like, be meek. Learn to negotiate meekly. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Just say pretty please and you will get yeah. a raise. <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree. I think I think that was definitely the wrong word choice. And otherwise, yeah, like, I, I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't have a ton of experience negotiating. I know I should, but like, I don't know. I have only had a couple reward cycles. And like, so I think, I don't know. You'll figure it out over time. Like definitely ask when you have to ask, but I don't know. It's hard. Corporate work is, it's not what you expect. I feel like everyone was like, you know, always fight for the promotion. And I'm like, I mean, the, they like sneak around. Like it's so hard to find the conversation. (laughs) So like, what do you do when they keep, when they keep changing the words that you, when they keep changing the story or when they keep yeah. canceling the meeting, like how do you yeah. ask if they keep canceling? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot more to like understanding negotiation than just like, yeah, being polite, but absolutely like learn how to stick up for yourself and be respectful at the mm-hmm. same time. The next one is forgive yourself, which I think kind of goes back to the self-love one. Um, But I definitely think for me, forgiving myself in my 20s has been a lot more forgiving myself for when I didn't really know who I was. And I think that's like a big, like so compassion feels more in the moment. Like, oh, I'm having these feelings or I'm wanting to do something and like, I need to forgive myself for feeling that way. But forgive myself for me, at least in my experience, like more has been like forgiving my mistakes from college and like forgiving the way that I let alcohol become a part of my life and like forgiving these different things that are kind of bigger long-term things that happened prior in my life. Um, but otherwise like it's kind of the same thought as like compassion. Like you just have to intentionally do it and it feels really fake, but like eventually you're going to start actually believing that like, it's okay. It's okay that you were an idiot when you 
didn't have the skills or tools or emotional capacity to do anything differently. Like that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think something that I always tell myself when I'm thinking about past mistakes or not even mistakes, decisions that I made that I wish I did something different. I always just tell myself like, you know, at any given point in my life, I have made the best decision with the knowledge that I had. Like, it's so easy now for me to be like, oh, I should have never taken that Amazon job or I should have never done this or never done that. Like at the time I thought I was making a good decision at the time, people in my life were like, yeah, that's a good decision. It wasn't like I was just going rogue. Like everyone was supportive. And so there was other people in my life who were like, yeah, that's also a good decision. And so I think at any point in your life, like you're most likely doing what, what you can with the tools that you have in your tool, like tool belt. And it's great that now I have more tools and I can make better decisions, but like, there's no need to like hate 20 year old me for doing something. Like she was just trying and I'm just still trying now. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, the next one is don't compare yourself to others. And I, we've talked about this with like just the psychology of humans and like group settings. I don't know if this is something that you will ever fully be able to like not be victim of just because for survival, it was so crucial for us to have the group think highly of you and to be accepted by the group. Like you needed that to live. And so I don't really know if we're ever going to be free of this. I do think there are ways to like curtail this. And I, for me, it comes to stay like minimizing social media time, not following people who make me feel like shit about myself, not hanging out with people who make me feel like shit about myself. Like, and just more so even than that, just practicing gratitude for what I do have and where I am at and knowing that like where I am is where I'm meant to be. And there are, there are more good and exciting things coming for me and they're just not here yet. And it doesn't, my friend's success here or my friend's trip there, like doesn't take away from where I am currently and doesn't define where I am currently. Um, so yeah, I think one social media and two gratitude are really my best tools for kind of navigating the comparison emotions. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's like, it's almost like the way that I deal with my anxiety or like I'm being told to deal with my anxiety by my therapist. <laughs> Can't say I do this hundred <laughs> percent. And same with comparison. I don't, but like, I, you know how you hear a lot, like when you have the anxious thought, just like, don't hold on to it. And that's, that's kind of how you move from like having anxious thoughts to like having anxiety. And so I feel that same way with comparison. Like I'm probably going to have the thought I'm, I can't really avoid the like little pang of jealousy or whatever it is that I'm going to feel, but I can decide how I'm going to handle that and how much I'm going to let it control me and change me and like, you know, be an influence in my life. And I think that's kind of what you're trying to figure out in your twenties. And it is a weird time. And it's, I mean, I've told a lot of people this, but it feels to me sometimes like that I'm competing with everyone around me, but we're all playing different sports at the exact same time. And it's so hard to have like a one-to-one -one comparison, but there is this weird level of competition in your twenties where everyone's like trying to figure their shit out and just do their best. But at the same time, like people are settling down, people are you know, getting promoted. People are doing a lot of things that are like big life moves. And like, you know, in college, 
me and all my friends got our diplomas at the exact same time. Like we graduated freshman year at the exact same time. And now it's like, you're kind of on your own timeline and it is totally very hard not to compare. But I think the way that you let that comparison impact and influence you is like how you can not actually be comparing yourself to others. Um, but agreed with Autumn, like social media is so, so compare and definitely when I'm on social media more, I feel worse about myself. So take note of that. We also talked about that in our phone episode. Um, And the next one is very, don't be afraid to change directions. That's the whole fucking thing here. Still no plan, baby. We yeah. are leaning into the chaos and accepting, <laughs> accepting that change is inevitable and just, you know, being proactive to try to limit how much you need to change course but like changing course when you need yeah yeah absolutely and like same with kind of the risk thing like just don't don't let fear be the motivating factor in the way that you're living your life mm-hmm. um the next one i love is don't rack up debt obvious i mean like it that's a very basic financial advice like definitely don't rack up credit card debt But on top of that, I will go one step further and say, like, also just understand basic personal finance, like start to understand, you know, what is an HSA? What's a 401k? What's a Roth? What are the differences between them? What are the tax benefits? Like, you know, what are your, what's your tax bracket? How are you paying taxes? Are you, do you have a high yield Mm -hmm. savings account? I think there's just like those baseline things you can start to understand, um, And that is just so important to do in your early twenties. And like, once I started to understand that honest, like honest to God, my net worth has gone up so much. And it's literally just because I know where to put my money. And I, I just kind of become this like little system that I leave alone and I don't do really anything with, and it just grows. And the cash at my in my like a checking account I can spend and I don't have to worry about and everything else is like just automatically going to my little savings accounts and then I never touch them and um yeah so I think understanding your basic personal finance is huge I will say the best resource that I have found is Ramit Sati's I will make you rich or I will teach you to be rich um book (laughs) he also has a Mm -hmm. podcast that's like couples sessions about finance that I really want to listen to and he's coming out with Netflix show which I'm excited for so love I think I agree with everything you said the one thing I want to add is this concept of paying yourself first when it comes to money I know that Mm -hmm. especially right now it can be tough to save money like I had to move with my parents just to figure out how to save money but it's important that you try to automate it if you can, but like the second that you get paid, put money away for yourself in an account that's difficult to like pull it out of, or has like, you know, a one week lag of time to get it like transferred over to your checking. Just because if you don't do that, you will likely not save money. If you were Mm -hmm. like, you know what, when it comes to next paycheck, then I'll put whatever's left in my savings. There'll be nothing left every time because you'll justify, it's not like you're going to be doing all this frugal stuff, you'll probably justify every purchase as like a sensible purchase in the moment, but it will just, you spend what you make. And so even if that just means like putting $20 away into an account, the second that you get paid, like that adds up, you know? And so paying yourself first is, or automating things where you can is definitely the easiest way to kind of 
begin to master this concept of like personal finance. Yeah. Agreed. The next one is, the next one is don't burn your bridges, which, um, I think is great. I feel like in your twenties, you're meeting so many people. And like we had, um, we've had girls on talking about how they, you know, like had some work connection from their internship or whatever. And then it's come back around and now they have this like dream full-time job. So I think no matter where you are and no matter how you feel about like the work that you're doing now, don't burn bridges with anyone around you because you have no idea what opportunities those can turn into. Like if you hate your job, but you love your manager, like keep that relationship because maybe they'll leave the company, they'll go do something else. And you want to, you know, you want to like join them. And so Mm-hmm. I I think you can think of like every relationship that you have as an investment into your future and things do come back around and it can take like years. We just had someone on who was talking about how it was her internship. And then like four years later, her manager from her internship mm-hmm. reached out and was like, Hey, I'd love to hire you as a client. And so you have no idea like when it's going to pay off, but definitely don't burn your bridges. I think it also just comes down to like being a good person, like, you know, there's no need to like go nuclear or like, or say, fuck you and just quit. Like you could just take time to like make justified, rational decisions, <laughs> sleep on it before you do anything crazy. Basically. Uh, the next one is avoid thinking of your thirties as a stopping point for fun things. And I think this can also be translated into stop thinking of your twenties as a waiting room. Cause I think that a lot like me and you feel this way a lot where it's like, oh, we're just waiting for this and waiting for this to happen. And there is, we feel like there is a lot of waiting happening in this current liminal kind of phase of life. But there is like a kind of general concept in society that your thirties is like, that your twenties is supposed to be the most fun time of your life. And then you just like stops, which is funny because all research actually like points against that in terms of happiness research. There's like a very strong kind of curve where you're happy 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 in your childhood to adolescence and then that starts to drop in your 20s and then it really drops in your 40s and then it peaks back up your 50s and just kind of like stays that way towards end of life and I think it has to do with like workload and parenthood and kind of midlife crises whatever but um yeah I don't I think this concept of like your 20s being the best decade of your life is so limiting like why would you want Mm -hmm. that to these 10 years to be the most fun and then it never is fun again like I feel like for me every year has like continuously whether it's inching or like leaping every year has gotten a little better and I just want to stay on that trend for as long as I can I don't know every year is going to be perfect or every day or month but like just inching towards making each day better and every day can be fun every year can be fun (laughs) yeah uh, plus one to all of that. And if you understand your personal finance, then you can start <laughs> to reap your benefits in your thirties. <laughs> you can start and doing fun you shit. Have more money. <laughs> yeah. I think Rana was actually, Rana was our first guest. We've now had her on three times, but, um, she turned 30 when we were working together and she was like, honestly, I'm so excited to be 30. I have like way more money than I did in my twenties. So much independence. I like own a house. And I was like, damn, yeah, it is a good time. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're, it's almost more like you're finally reaping the rewards of your twenties. Like in your twenties, you're like working for it. In your thirties, you're like somewhat chilling. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. The next one is 
don't spend one more minute of your life with somebody who makes you feel like less than you are, which, yeah, I absolutely agree with this. Like, obviously don't stay with your shitty boyfriend who treats you horribly. But I also think as Autumn and I have talked about a lot, there's a lot of narrative around like, just like, if you know, you know, and like, if he, if he wanted to, he would. And I just think that the expectations we have on the modern boyfriend is very unrealistic for what they actually should be providing in your life and I don't know read marry him and then decide (laughs) but like as obviously don't like if they make you feel like bad about yourself or like if there's major red flags like that like yeah of course don't waste your fucking 20s dating losers but like also don't give up on great things because you're probably prioritizing you could be prioritizing the wrong things in your relationship I think also like sometimes in relationships your partner's going to be the one to like give you a reality check and sometimes that can hurt and they can maybe bring you down to earth and so there's a difference between like you know helping you realize hard truths about yourself and that can make you feel bad but like in reality it's for the better versus like actively putting you down I think this also extends to like friends and family and just anyone in your life like just don't spend time with people who make you feel shitty about yourself and who don't really care about you like that should just be some people struggle with that more than others but I think that's a very basic skill that you should definitely cultivate (laughs) yes agree go to therapy if you struggle with this one basically (laughs) (laughs) um the next one is take care of your body which yes (laughs) enough enough said I agree period we know (laughs) work out eat healthy we know these things um yeah exactly and your mind take care of your mind it's a good time for therapy in your 20s uh Mm -hmm. okay don't get caught up in the cycle of buying expensive things to keep up with the joneses which i don't know what that means but (laughs) it means like don't buy shit just to like fit in like all your friends Mm -hmm. bought a new tesla like don't get one if you really can't afford that Mm mm-hmm and I think this goes back. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. No, I was just thinking of an example. It's not pointed. <laughs> this goes back to not comparing yourself to others. And I think really just let's not fall for every like TikTok trap or Amazon storefront. Like, you know, you already probably, you probably already have five white t-shirts. Like, do we really need this one? Because it's like the best fitting, perfect white t-shirt. Like from Amazon, let's just be yeah, from Amazon, you think they're going to have the best quality there. Let's just be mindful in our spending and sustainable in mm-hmm. our spending and not just spend to, to spend shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. TikTok shopping culture has really scared me, especially like living with someone who loved that. I was buying like the new fad every week and then like used it for a week and stopped using it. I'm like, just really this. If you struggle with this, you should definitely read. Um, what is it? shit love people use things sorry i had to look up my bookshelf it's just about minimalism and like you know sustainable minimalism like we don't need to have no possessions and like be a monk but like let's use things that are actually of value or like line up with what you want um the next thing is build upon friendships and just this concept of there's more to life than going out every night and you know, really spend that time cultivating strong friendships, whether that's staying at home, watching a movie or going on a trip with them, like, and also not being afraid to end some friendships, like fair weather friends aren't really 
worth your time. And that's something that I'm struggling with currently. I don't really, it's hard to let go of, of friendships and because you're like, well, it's so fun sometimes, but then it's like, okay, but there's also so much not good that kind of doesn't, doesn't balance out. And so I'm struggling with that currently, but, um, I've always been the less is more with friendships. So I have a few close circle and like, don't really have a ton outside of that. Yeah. If you want to figure out who your real friends are, take a three month break from drinking because everyone else will just disappear from your life. (laughs) So (laughs) if you want a really easy way to do that, 10 out of 10 recommend. Okay. And then the last, is it the last one? The last one Mm -hmm. is don't rush to cram stuff into your twenties. And I think this goes back to like the, you still have your thirties, like you still have your life ahead of you and like enjoy the time that you have and do the most you can with every single day that you're given. But you don't need to worry that you're not doing enough. Like you still have so much time. And I'm so, I fall victim to this. And we talked about this kind of in our future tripping episode. Like it's easy to be like, oh, but I'm not traveling enough or I'm not getting married or I'm not like buying a home. There's so many things that people are doing around you that you're like, I should be doing this. And it's like, there's no should. Just like do Mm -hmm. what is making you happy in the moment and what you can do with the things that you have like that's fine that's more than fine yeah and I think this one is the only like challenge that I have with this one is that for women like we genuine genuinely are on a clock for if you want to have kids so like mm. that is something that I'm like I think as women it does make it harder for us to forget about this timeline or not feel like there is a necessary timeline because although there are things you can do like freeze your eggs or have a surrogate or adopt, like there are plenty of options outside of, you know, carrying and being pregnant before you're what 35. Um, it just, there does feel like a little more sense of rush mm-hmm. or like needing to do things before you get pregnant or before you have kids. Yeah. So I think it's tough, but in general, I think it's a good rule of thumb to like throw out this whole concept of, you know, bucket list before you're 30, you know, like yeah. that's not, maybe think of it more of like, okay, I want to do three, these three things before I have kids. When do I want to have kids? So you just kind of planning it out a little more around that. If you're a woman, instead of being like, I can only do fun things in my twenties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think, I feel like that's like more of a late twenties thing to like start wearing. Yes. But yeah. Or you just mean, you just worry about everything. <laughs> about everything all the time. But either way, it's fine to my therapist I was like I'm just really scared of like giving birth and every time I see like movies with people giving birth I start to get anxiety about it and she's like okay well are you wanting to get pregnant right now and I was like no and she's like are you wanting to get pregnant anytime soon and I was like no but I know I want to someday and she was like okay well I think that's a problem and we can talk about later but I think we're not really there so Let's not worry about that right now. Let's like, not spend okay. your like expensive <laughs> therapy session on this. Uh, She's like, okay, you're crazy. And let's talk about something different. We'll come back to that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's our little episode on this. We'll look at stories. We're going to have like places to leave comments on the different things that we talked about today. As always, rate and review us. It means the world. Follow us on social media and in your listening platform so that you get our episodes every single week. And we will see you next week.
Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs>